Hi everyone, welcome to our Survivor Podcast. It's we call it the Survivor Pod from New Zone 6, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 6 in the morning squad. I'm Alan Crone. I'm Leanne Taylor. I'm Dave Davis. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Man, we are, we are so far into this thing. This has been a fun ride, guys. And last night, another great episode. I really enjoyed last night's much better than I did the week before. Yeah, so I that was too. fun. That was fun to watch. I totally enjoyed it, especially uh, the tribal. It was finally they blew it up. You know, they finally got into it and started just going crazy. But to well, get there, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And did we want to do the correction from last week? Rhonda pointed out about the oh. immunity challenge. Guys, we just got to do this correction real quick. Okay. Jump, we jump missed this. Right. We all missed this last week. But in last week's episode, before the extinction challenge to get back in the game, Rob and Natalie bought immunity idols each, and they each bought an advantage, and we missed that, so apologies to that. Uh, they have expended their fire tokens on yeah, all of those they things. They kind of glossed over that, and, uh, and of course, I, I was having problems with my DVR at that time, and I was kind of like, I missed they something. They were like, and, and these people bought immunity. I was like, say what? So, so then when I talked to my friend Rhonda Baker, who listens to this podcast, Yay. she said, hey, well, that's what they did. I said, oh, okay. So the hope was is that if, if Rob or Natalie were to win and get back into the uh, to the game, they would have immunity idols with them. Wow. And they still have those idols with them. I went back and watched it, and I still didn't see that. <laughs> and, and I, I saw that Rob got Amber's idol, but I didn't see that other stuff. There. It was kind of weird. You know, in speaking of the beginning of the episode, so this week, I missed the beginning of the episode. Michelle and Nick were mad about being blindsided. Is that right? That is yeah, correct. That's what they, they were, were trying to walk her off, Michelle, off the edge. And Nick, Nick is now out for blood. He just wants revenge. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But let's go to Island of uh, Extinction, uh, Edge of Extinction. That's where they talk to us. And they give them the clue. They're supposed to go find something. And uh, I love the way... You know, these players understand and interpret clues. They say, well, it could be this or that, but it's something that happened in a previous season. Yeah, here's the, here's the statement. When history repeats, it can lead to success. That was on their little tree box mail or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So they start thinking, well, history, is that this game history? Is it here on the island like last week, the week before? So they start going up trying to find whatever. And then Parvati has this conversation and figures it out. Yeah, Parvati and Danny really figured it out before everyone because they immediately jumped to the top of the mountain. The other whatever eight extinction people said, we're going to the top. Parvati hangs out and remembers, I guess, Aubrey from previous yes. seasons right. just stepping back on the beach, looking, assessing, like the clue says, assessing and finding it in a crevice of a rock on eye level. Really didn't have to work for it if you just thought about what you were doing before you just run up a mountain. I wanted to go back and watch that because as I listened to it, I interpreted that Danny determined that information. Or, uh, yeah, maybe it and was. And that Parvati was just like kind of along for the ride. And then when they went down those steps, they were looking in all the the nooks and crannies, those little caves, and it was Parvati who got it. But I thought, Dan I thought, man, if I was Danny, it was like You're I right. was the one that solved the it was Danny. mystery. I don't know. I, I, Did you think it was I'll have to go Parv back. I'll because she said, I'm a fan. Danny said, remember, I'm a fan of the show. She had that line where she was talking about, I'm a fan and I've watched. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Leanne. I think well, it was Danny. I'll have to go back and re-rack that up and take a look. Because, I, again, I don't remember. Here's what I do remember. Parvati gets this thing, and it's this 50-50 coin flip type thing. And I think that would be a great thing to have to, to hang on to. But just like the other 
um, kind of tokens that they're getting on the island or the advantages, they can't use them. They got to sell them. Yeah, and they were they, it was up for grabs to sell for four. Now, guys, did you think it was a good idea to share all that information with with them? Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, I was, but I thought that was kind of a Parvati switch of her attitude. I, I thought it's exactly. In fact, I wrote a little note here. I'm watching that. I said, this is the new Parvati. Uh-huh. Yeah, she softened up. She would never have done that in seasons past. Just blurred it all out. So they're on the islands. They, they kind of feel like that they're all in this boat together, struggling with whatever they're doing. It's just like, well, I'm just going to share it. I'm not going to keep it, uh, you know, secret. But that's a mistake. I, th I think it is too, and I think selling it for four tokens is on the reverse end of the coin a very smart move because you've got to jack somebody for all their worth in this game. <laughs> and if they're going to pay you four fire tokens for a flip, because remember this, guys, they've sold more powerful things for less. Jeremy bought a walkaway idol for nothing. Mm -hmm. And now they can jack somebody for four tokens. <laughs> they're going to do it. I love that move on I, the flip side. I think that actually puts Parvati in a really good position with four tokens. Now, we had gone back in the episodes before our podcast episode and tried to remember who has the higher amount of tokens. Um, you, you know, uh, is it now Parvati? Is it um, well, it was Michelle, Michelle, as we as we later on found out, because she said, "I've got four tokens." Because yes. and we're again, I'm trying. We're, I don't mean to get too far down the road because I try to do this in chronological order because that's how my brain works. But but yes, when Michelle, you know, it's basically now this is going to go back into the game of the existing players. Who do you who do you offer it up to? And they offered it up to Michelle. It was going to take all four of her fire tokens for her to 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 get this. I honestly, I don't think I would have spent my fire tokens no. on it. Four? No. No. Well, because here you have four fire tokens. You don't know exactly what the economy of the, to borrow the term from everybody that's been using it beforehand, the economy of the fire tokens is going to be. But you do know the economy of the coin flip. It's a 50-50 probability. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's like you've taken your four fire tokens and you basically cut those in half. And now you have a 50-50 shot. Who knows? It's like the Wheel of Fortune when, uh, uh, you know, when Sajek says, you want to turn that over and maybe you get bankrupt or maybe you get $10,000. Right. And you've got $9,000 already in the bank. Why would you take it? Yeah, she felt threatened because her and Nick got blindsided last week and maybe she really felt like she was in the hole. I, I don't know. Well, and she also, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this, uh, you know, uh, the reward challenge that she went on was the fortune cookies and the fortunes led her to believe that <laughs> she should do that. We'll, we'll, we'll explain that we'll here in just it, a yeah. second because I'm getting way ahead of myself. So we get to the, the reward challenge and two teams of five. And guys, did I hear this? It was a schoolyard pick. Schoolyard pick. So you had, was the team. Right. And then Kim, those were the two, yes. and then they had to pick. I thought it was really telling because if I'm reading this right, Jeremy picked all guys. Yes. And not Denise, who saved him with an idol and who thought maybe they had made inroads together. I thought this two episodes ago, maybe Denise and Jeremy had made inroads together and they were going to look strong. Leaves her out. Everybody leaves Denise out, who had been strong physically and honestly not bad with the puzzles. I mean, she's been a good player physically she in won, the challenge. She run uh, immunity last week. Yes, maybe she is tough. You know, you never can tell how it works. So maybe that is true that there is a little bit going on with Denise and Jeremy, and to make it look like 
that there's a separation because you don't mm. ever really want everybody to know that you're teaming up. Because the reverse. When, when you do that, you're in trouble. So, yeah, it was the red team. Jeremy's the captain. Tyson, Adam, Tony. Uh, Tyson, Adam, Tony, and Nick. And then uh, the blue team was Kim, Sarah, Ben, Sophie, and Michelle, and Denise is sitting on the bench. Yeah. So this, let's just explain the challenge. I think it's worth explaining just going over just how complex these are. So you've got to swim from a point near the ocean to a net. You've got to untie the net that's full of heavy wooden fish. Drag that net of fish. This is getting biblical, right? You're dragging <laughs> it to the beach. You hook those fish individually on a pole that are, again, Jeff kept saying how heavy they were. And then you've got to drag the pole, carry it to the puzzle area, and then put together a deceivingly it difficult puzzle. Yeah, it looks super simple. You're like, it's these fish shapes and they all and, and Je Jeff says they only go one way and you're thinking, well, that that looks really simple. And both of both the teams got it done pretty fast, except that that one piece that did not fit in. And so I was I mean, I'm screaming again at the television. And of course, as it turns out, that's when, you know, Michelle and Sophie are calm, cool, and collected, and they flip that fish, and next thing you know, they walk away the winner. And I got the impression Nick was just kind of standing there staring. Didn't like, he say what just happened? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he did. He Nick did. and Jeremy, That's right. they were behind. Yeah, Jeff said once you get to the the sweet spot of this puzzle, it will happen quickly. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did. So after that, so they get this little reward thing, and we find out that it's Nick's birthday. Yeah, well, last yeah, and yesterday, he got engaged, I guess, recently. Yeah, and and that was, you know, they had even said, I think, going to I, uh, tribal last week that it was his birthday that day. Well, Sarah's thinking to herself, I'll, I don't necessarily need to go eat. I'll let, and the reward was just going to be this feast, and, and they were going to get to go off to themselves. And so Sarah gave hers away. She asked Jeff, can I, can I give this to somebody else? And Jeff's like, well, if you want to. And he gave it, she gave it to Nick as a birthday gift. So you always kind of have to question motives, mm -hmm. right? Especially in the game of Survivor. You're just trying to do that, uh, you know, to make an inroad or, or, or why are you doing that? And she said to the camera and to everybody else, she's just trying to be nice. She really was, she said, just trying to be nice. And Tony's saying, you can't be nice in this game. If you do that, all you're gonna do is put a target on your back for doing that because people are going to assume that you're not being nice, mm -hmm. that you're trying to make a, a, a move here. So Tony said, Sarah, you've made a big mistake. And Nick also basically said in his one-on-one -on -one interview that she made a mistake because I still don't trust her. Right. Thank you, but this is not gonna prevent me from voting for her, which getting to the end, I think he actually did. But anyway, do you all think that it was a mistake to do that on Sarah's part? Well, I guess we'll find out because the way I look at it is, you know, I love Sarah. You guys know that. You've heard me talk about it week after week. I, th I thought she was sincere. I really did think she was just doing it. It wasn't a game play. It wasn't a move. But knowing Sarah and the other players, they're going to read that as, as that. They're going to say, oh, no, Sarah's too much of a player. She is, she's all in. I think it was that moment where she let her, you know, she's a cop. It let her that I want to help people kind of side. Hmm. And that I thought was a, I thought it could be a weakness. I thought it could really hurt her in the long run. Yeah, I, I don't think it puts a target on her back any more or less uh, from just what she did. I, I think still, if you go back to two weeks ago or whenever it was, when Denise is sitting around talking about yeah. how she voted out Sandra, that's a target. 
that's the target. Yeah, bragging um, at the feast right, table. Yeah. Look so, what so I did. I think this will be forgotten pretty quickly, and, and it'll move on. So at the feast, now we had talked about this a couple of minutes ago. This is where the fortune cookie thing right, comes Right, they have up all this meal. With Michelle. And I'm telling you what I was so hoping <laughs> would happen, okay? You remember uh, last week when, uh, or maybe two weeks ago, when Rob was looking for idols and we had no idea, or, or whatever he was trying to find on the mountain, and we really had no idea until after it's all over and they sprung it on us as a surprise. Right. I was so hoping that they're sitting around reading their fortunes and we think they're all just reading fortunes and there's no clue there. Right. And all of a sudden we find out later and Michelle goes, well, actually, I just made that up because here's my idol. I when thought that she, would be so great. When she started reading, because so so she she read. I mean, everybody asked to read their fortunes out loud. Yes. And she later on, you know, has the chance to spend her four fire tokens and get the 50-50 flip coin. When she says... I was reading my my fortune cookie. I was exactly like you, Alan. I was sitting there. I was like, she's gonna say, it says do this. I, it, you know, some kind of yes. a really obvious right. clue. And then she was like, it just made it said take a <laughs> yeah. big leap of faith. Yeah. And I'm like, no. To spend everything in my bank account <laughs> on a 50-50 coin flip. The factory printed fortunes oh, uh, told her everything goodness. she needed to know. Well, and that takes us right to the immunity challenge after they were looking underneath their Mugu Guy pan to try to find <laughs> some clues. Right. Nobody found any clues. So we go to this immunity challenge that Amanda just really was wanting me to share this story. I would be the worst person ever to do this challenge. We went paddle boarding on a trip to Mexico and guys, I don't remember it. I just remember being underwater and salt water in my nose and in my mouth. I could not stay upright on paddle boards. And she just turns to me and goes, you would be the worst at this challenge. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I don't know how these folks did it. This was incredible that anyone lasted as long as they did. You've got the ocean currents mm -hmm. and you start to move up the triangle. Your feet are getting closer and closer together again. This consistent theme, winners at war, it's a war, and Jeff keeps saying it's a war. I've been surprised, I guess, at the nature of just back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back physical challenges. These aren't heady challenges, a lot of these. We've been seeing so many difficult physical challenges that I think it will really change the way people vote. Is physical is a huge part of this game. Well, I'm always, when I watch these challenges, I'm trying to figure out what are the strengths of the individual contestants that will either help or hurt them in this. And you know, Ben's a big guy and he lasted and I'm thinking, okay, is he a surfer? Is he got, you know, because he was riding that platform at the very end as if it was a surfboard. Uh, Dan or uh, Kim was, she was self-talking the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times mind over matter kind of, I'm gonna stick this out um, the ones, you know, the smaller people I thought would have an advantage because they could rock with it. The big heavy people I thought, or, or people that have small feet, or I just, all of that stuff I'm watching for the detail. And I was completely, I was shocked last night that, that Ben lasted as long as he did. But I, and Kim was bent over. I thought she was going to tip over any second. Yeah, this triangle perch thing. And if you're listening, we, we appreciate it. It's kind of this, they've used it over the years. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you step on top of it. And I've done the same thing. It's like, well, is it a, is it a mass? Is it a frame type thing? In other right. words, smaller people have the better opportunity. Not necessarily so. But it, I think it's a combination of a little bit of athleticism and a lot of stamina. 
So the people that can have a little bit of athleticism can kind of be able to go back and forth and be able to center themselves and not think about the challenge too much. And if they have some stamina, then they have the opportunity to try to get to the end. Because, all you know, there, it goes back to last week, the pull. The mm -hmm. pull thing is the same thing. When they get into this type of the game in Survivor, these challenges are just a little bit physical, but they're a lot of stamina. And, and that will be the case once we get closer into the end of the game. It'll be more stamina, and then it'll be head knowledge. It'll be puzzles. It'll be uh, what do you know about all of your players. It'll, it'll be smaller and smaller physical and larger whatever else that is. So I think it's stamina for the most part. Mm. Well, Kim obviously. Grueling either way. Sure. Kim obviously wins immunity, and, and then you head back to, to, to camp. And, you know, it, I just, and I'm sure this may happen more frequently and we just don't get to see it, but I was happy to watch this, you know, this round and round and round, you know, it was like watching somebody play operator, you know, they're like, this is the word. And then the word is not that it's completely different. I was really, and Tyson, you know, I was telling Dave today on the show this morning during one of the commercial breaks, I think Tyson continues to be a master at this game. And I, I'm afraid that if, if they don't get him out, those old schoolers on the jury will let him, will march him right to victory. Yeah, he's in a good position. They should Great have got it last week yep. when he came in. They should have immediately sent him pack, and we all talked about that. Thought it was a mistake. The beginning of all of this chaos started, at least from our standpoint of watching it with Nick. Right. Nick was like, "I'm going to blow it up, and how I'm going to do that? I'm going to lie to Tyson." So he lies to Tyson. And then Tyson's like, well, I'm an old school player. I know how this works. I'm going to start to turn it around. And from there, it just goes nuts. And surprising, but also it's kind of half and half surprising because we saw when Jeremy won immunity last week, he immediately turned around and took charge at camp and tried to orchestrate. We're seeing Kim do that really for the first time. She's made it this far, basically keeping her mouth shut, not being on the front lines of any sort of mutiny. She has been going with the ocean tide, and I think that's what's made her so strong. But now she gets immunity, she gets a lot of gumption, and she just goes in there as well and starts trying to orchestrate things. I personally think that's kind of a strategic mistake from her, but she's deviating from her game. But Tyson is doing exactly what he promised to do. Remember, he said, if you keep me around, I'm gonna be like a tree. My roots are gonna get in all the cracks. That's exactly what he's doing. He's sowing confusion like he said he would. His tree roots are getting in cracks and his name hasn't been written down once well, on a card since he came back from extinction. This is exactly Tyson's game plan, Leanne, to your point. Well, you know what he said? He said if you create enough confusion, they forget about you. Uh -huh. and boy, it's perfectly played. That sure happened because when he told Basically, when, he, when it got back to Denise, what Nick was trying to do, Denise spills the beans to Sarah and Kim. Sarah and Kim go back to Tyson. Tyson then deflects to Adam. And as soon as that happens, Tyson's out of the mix. Mm -hmm. He's like, my hands are out of this. <laughs> yeah. And all I, of a sudden, we don't know it at this, this time. We still think it could be anybody. But basically, at this point, it's being narrowed down to Nick and Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now they did throw Sarah's name out, and boy, she she you know she got upset about that and immediately started to turn the pie around. Let's go to tribal. Yeah. And and you know Jeff and his you know beautiful presentation just pokes the bear enough, and next thing you know, it all breaks loose. Yeah, he knows how to do that. He does in a masterful way. The whispering and then turns into yelling, and again Tyson just sitting back. He had made Tyson had made a comment at some point during tribal. He was asked a question, I think, but. 
he just sits back and watches everything. Because really, I was watching Tyson. <laughs> I was watching Tyson during this tribal saying, is he even going to get a single vote? cast to get him well no and what ended up happening is Nick I think also makes a tactical mistake by just saying hey let's fight his quote I'm ready uh, let's fight do you say that at a tribal to people who are about ready to vote you out I'm ready to fight when the numbers are against you I, I think this is a major problem for Nick but Leanne exactly what you said last week on the podcast He's going to keep running his mouth until he digs himself into a hole. That's what was happening right here. And he would have probably been voted out. Well, he would have been voted out last night, except Adam kind of blew up at tribal. I think Adam had a false sense of security. You know, I, I was we've been talking about this all morning. The fleur de lis, the, the beautiful little symbol <laughs> that was on one of the early on idols that Denise had that Adam had seen. And he mentions this early on in the program. He's like, you know, when I was at Tribal last week, I noted right there on the podium where Jeff stands is that symbol. What if that was an idol planted, an immunity idol planted right at Tribal? Brilliant. And they planted. Alan shaking his head as Leanne saying this. No, I really. No, he's, I, I, he's like, wow, that's really. I thought it was observant. I thought it. I did too. I thought it was brilliant. It was if it if it if it was going to be an idol. How how awesome would it be to be able to for, for the producers to oh go? Yeah, guys, you all sat here the entire season and right no here idea. in front of you. And these are these are old school players. They know that this game is twist and turn. So I, I was they planted that early in the show. Very, that was like the first thing I wrote down on my notes. Sure, is right, like, right, yep, yeah, yep, and yep. then they wove it through and then Adam gets to tribal and kind of has this explosion which I think there was a part of false sense of security hey I, I can pull this idol I, I think it's an idol I'll be I'll be okay and then you know we go to and then of course Ben he and Ben and then at one point Adam was saying something about how do we vote and Tony or how are you gonna vote and, and Tony's like you go up there and you write the person's name and then you walk back and Jeff announces it and Adam's like well, I know how it works Ooh. I meant who are you voting for they're not going to say it. Not one of them were tipped their hand. Not no, one of them. No, no. And, and it, it, to go before we get too far, to go back to you about did Nick make a mistake by yeah. just saying, I'm ready to fight? I don't think so. If you're in that position and you, know, you feel like it's you, you have nothing to lose at that point. That's why you got to go. You got to swing for the fence at this point. Mm. It's two on, two out, bottom of the ninth in the full count. That's, I mean, you're playing for $2 million. That's, you can't just go, well, I think it might be Adam. You're going to try to just muddy the water as quickly as possible. And that's what he did. And it, it, it turned out. So when Adam, here, yeah. and I'm going to tell you how smart Jeff Probst is, all right? Because when Adam goes up and he starts pulling on that thing, and, then Adam, this and then Adam goes back and says, well, I, you know, I thought it was an idol, Jeff, oh, you know, whatever. And Jeff goes, oh, really? You think it's not? And so you go, wait, yes. could this be? Well, just because it didn't the come players. off. Come off right. You're thinking, what if it's the whole podium? You know what? If Alan Crone is the host, he goes, oh, no, it's not an idol. You thought it was. Go sit down. You're silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jeff stretches that out. He knows how to make that work. I mean, it's just like, Jeff Prost, you're brilliant. Yeah. It would yeah. have been the first time ever, right? And I mean, as a result, of course, it's not. And Jeff, even in his delivery, says, this is 
a part of the podium. <laughs> it is not. It's, it's beautiful. And again, back to your point about Nick and counteracting to my point was that Adam is this at this point swinging for the fences. He, I think, yeah, went into to tribal. Yeah. I feel like he went into tribal really knowing that he was in trouble. My my personal take on it was that I felt like because of the misdirection that Sarah was in danger of getting voted out before I thought she was in real danger because the editors weren't giving us enough of Sarah, but just enough to think there was a possibility. I think Sarah was in real trouble in that tribal council. But at that point, when Adam starts going, I mean, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, you can't bring someone like that back to camp. It pretty much forces you to vote out Adam after his outburst, right? I mean, there's no way they would have not voted out Adam after he was kind of going wild. I, you know, we never know what, because we see what they want us to see. I think they all knew it was going to be Adam. I think Adam mm. knew it was Adam. Correct. And I think that that was, at that point, it's just like, you know. Right. I, I did feel bad. And, and, of course, you know, I'm not a big fan of Adam's, and I was happy to see him go. I would like to have had that be the idol, because I think that would have been awesome. Oh. I didn't, I, I thought with all the jury laughing, everybody making fun, it was like, it would have been, if, if it had been. What a setup. You all would have been. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so if if I'm producing this show. Yeah. I, I don't know if it happens this time around or in season 41 or season 42 or hopefully in season 43. There's going to be an idol someplace. Somewhere. In that tribal. I there's agree. There's got to be. I agree. That's so brilliant. Yeah, it was a good idea. That, you know, but at the same time, I guess in every single tribal, you don't want everybody running up trying to pull off, yeah. off the, the set. <laughs> the set looks broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if it falls over, then it you know, looks super bad. So, I mean, I guess at this point, do you think it was the right call overall? I mean, even if you were to take out an outburst and if Adam would have been able to keep it together, let's just put it that way. So... Was Adam the right call to vote out strategically? Again, I know that he had the outburst, but should they have gone somewhere else? Well, Tyson's still my number one get out. But but no, I think Adam, totally. Um, I did go back. We, we found this morning because, again, we're so frustrated. They don't show us the votes. Mm, Occasionally, like they'll show us a couple of people who've written names down. So we, we did see that Sarah's name was written down. There were two votes for Nick, and then the rest were from Adam. And I was trying to figure out who did what. And as of this morning, we determined that Nick, that, that Denise voted for Nick, and that Sarah voted for Nick. That shocked me that Sarah didn't know. But then I thought, well, maybe they were splitting the votes. Maybe they were like, well, maybe yeah. Adam might have an idol. That's true. And you, know, you never know that split thing, how that works. Right. You know. And then Nick voted for Sarah because Nick was way out of the, you know, the loop. Right, so, yeah, so, so you had one for Sarah, Nick, two for uh, Adam. Adam. No, yeah. uh, no Nick. Sarah, Nick, uh, there's too many names. Nick and Sarah, that was the vote. Nick voted Sarah. Mm -hmm. Sarah and Denise voted Nick. 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 And everybody else, Adam. Right. Yeah. Any question next week that Tyson should go? Is there any question in your mind that they should vote out Tyson, even though Nick is vulnerable, he's talking himself into a hole, looking like he has no allies, he has no idea what's going on. Is there any question that Tyson should be gone next week? I don't think so. I think he's got to go if you're these guys in this group, the longer, these new schoolers. Well, the longer yeah. he stays in this, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be getting man, maybe another week before we actually get another edge of extinction player in yeah maybe one, yeah one more week but maybe but two. as long as Tyson is there there I think he he's becoming stronger 
Yeah, they when he first came in, they should have gotten rid of him. So yes, I think Tyson needs to go. But as crazy as it sounds, sometimes in this game, when the players start to blow things up, episode after episode, all of a sudden they fade away from the tribal standpoint. It's like I don't know what happens to them, but. It would not shock me if all of a sudden Nick starts to survive. Yeah, Nick's back in the fold. That he's back mm. into the fold, that he's got now allies, and that he's gained this little small alliance, and it starts to grow. And they're able, he's able, with whoever he has, to start to focus on somebody else. And I don't think, I, I, I just don't think they're smart enough right now to get Tyson off. I don't think that'll be the case. To orchestrate it, no, you don't think I they don't. can do it? No, I don't. Yeah. And I, and Dave, you mentioned this this morning during the show about, about Tony. That's I, who I, I think they're going to go after. I do too. I think Tony, I think Tony is, what, what was the word you used? He, he calls himself a lion, and I think he's the perfect target because he's not self-aware. Self-aware. He really has no idea what's going on, but no. he truly thinks he knows what's going on. He thinks he's on the inside of Marlon Brando's circle, you know, the Godfather circle. Sure. He's way on the outside. But he, and he also thinks, because in this episode, he, he goes back to that thing that we've talked about so many times yeah. about these level of players. Do we have the, the bottom-tier players... And then you have the top tier players. He thinks he's the top tier player. Right. And that everybody else is just going to play and catch up. Well, that sort of attitude is going to come back and bite you. And, and I, so I think next week, Tony would be the person that could be voted out pretty easily. I, I think even though it looks like Nick should have been gone, I think he survives. I, I do think too. all of a sudden he just changes. I think Michelle is still under the radar. Go, Michelle. Go, Michelle. Keep going. <laughs> I think Sarah, even though it looked like she was on the bubble, I think she's going to go right back down underwater. And nobody's going to see her. All of a sudden, you got um, Kim is looking really Kim good. Is Kim looking is looking real really solid, strong, you know, I think. Yeah. So who's going to make the mistake? Who's going to make the mistake as, as hard as this is to, to to think about this, Jeremy might be the one to do that because he's been trying to pull some strings, trying to make some things happen underneath that. So if it's not Nick, that, that everything I just said is totally wrong. If, if Nick goes out and it's not Tony, it could be Jeremy because again, it's like, where did that come from? That's usually how it works in this game. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. It's been I, fun. I, I, I look forward to Wednesday nights every week. Uh, my husband was actually out of town, so we watched it uh, together. Uh, you know, he was on one iPad, I was on the, in the at the house, and and so it was fun to kind of have that. You know, uh, the excitement of the show, and of course everything that's going on in our world right now. Just a diversion. It's really, really nice, and I'm I'm really happy that we've been able to do this podcast too, because I think there are those who love the show as much as we do, and we we are definitely not right half the time last <laughs> oh, no, week no, we missed things completely yeah. this is certainly our opinion and we just hope people enjoy kind of getting the behind the the behind the scenes comments from us thank you so much for listening don't forget to rate us and review us those five stars we would love that <laughs> on wherever you listen to your podcast it has been fun again next week wednesday night seven o'clock central time survivor season 40 marches on thanks for listening